This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So Gordon, the team of Achua and Sims, 12 points, 14 rebounds, and 4 assists out of the center position without Isaiah Hartenstein and his left Achilles, which is more concerning to me than the ankle, to be honest. Well, I, I know it's a small, small, small sample size, but with uh, Hartenstein, Hartenstein out, um, I kind of like what I've seen a little bit in the run from Achua. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's giving you a little something. Now, it's not the same yes. thing as Hartenstein, but right. um, for a guy who you didn't really know what you were getting there, uh, at least for the time being, he's, he's giving you a little something. He is. He definitely is. Now, they will be tested in the next game against the Nuggets yeah, on wow. Thursday. Okay, now we got to <laughs> right. step up. Little, yes, but, a little you know, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. You know, but uh, they did well. Listen, I'll, I'll take if I can get that. I'll take that, mm-hmm. especially from Sims. I mean, Sims had also had four blocks, so I thought he was. You know, he he played well early. He did. Thought he could have got some more minutes, but I'm I'm happy with the way it turned out. So I'm good. I'm good. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Rob's and Merrick. Rob, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, good evening, guys. How are you? I don't know if you remember, Larry. The first time I ever called you, I had my sons in the car. This was back in the Frank Nilakina, Kevin Knox days. Oh, my God. Oh. And they lost the net. So it's so refreshing, you know, how far we've come that oh. this is the type of game back in those days we find a way to lose. Mm. So it's just so enjoyable. Ten games over 500. Um just a pleasure, a pleasure to watch this team. It's a lot of fun. Management gradually putting this squad together piece by piece. And I got to tell you, I feel vindicated. A couple of months ago, I told you the one guy we need was Devin Booker. And today on the Michael K show, Alan Hahn echoed my sentiments. So that was like really cool. Hey, listen, Rob, thanks for the phone call. Uh Glad your son's got to see a better team than yeah, <laughs> Frank Nilakila was playing. Yeah, it's oh surprising God. they're still talking to you after oh. that first experience. Well, they didn't know any better. They, they didn't know right. any better. Now they were like, just oh happy God, to be at the game. Do? Yeah, exactly. Um, listen, I want Devin Booker too. I just don't know. What, I just don't know what's going to take to get him. Yeah, don't, <laughs> right? Sure. Listen, don't think I don't want him. <laughs> it's not an exclusive club there. I think a lot of people would like Devin Booker. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, Sammy's in Brooklyn. Sammy, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, Larry. Big fan, Larry. Um, just nowhere else to go from here. Huge Nets fan and really don't know what to do from here. Uh, tell me what you think we should do. DeJounte Sammy, hold Murray on a second, or... Sammy. Hold, hold, hold on a second, Sammy. Hold on a second, Sammy. Sammy, what is it like to hear all those Nick fans in your building booing oh your God. player when the, he's at I the free throw line? I was in the arena. I was in the arena, and they're booing the best player on my team at the line and giving MVP chance to Jalen Brunson, 90% of my section is Knicks fans. I'm the only one standing and cheering for my Nets. That's not good. I feel, I feel for you, Sammy. I do. Uh, I where will do I say, go? Where do we go from here? We well, got no I, pick. We can't yeah, take. I know. I know. You need a point guard, Sammy. I said that earlier. Uh, you need somebody that can control that offense. You've got some pieces, okay, but you still need to make some more moves. And once again, and thanks for the phone call and the kind words, once again – you're limited because you don't have picks. So what you have to do is make some trades to get some picks. That's why I love Mikael Bridges. And and when they made that move, he is a very talented. Him and Cam Johnson, Gordon, are very talented twosome on that team. But they were the best of the bench 
in Phoenix. Okay? That's why Phoenix struggled when they left. You need another star. You need a star with them, and that would elevate your game substantially. You don't have that. One of the, You're going to have to split one of them for some picks. And Gordon mentioned it. You had the chance to get four number ones for Mikael Bridges. I mean, if you, if you, you have to think, Gordon, that you're a playing team if you're not going to make that move. I'm just saying you have to think that this is, we have at least a playing team. But what is that? East. I mean, what, what does that do for you? You're a playing team. I, mean, I know. I know. You're going no. I mean, what are you doing as an organization? You need you need either to be really good or really bad. Right. Uh, and the Nets in the middle. do not own their own pick, their own first round pick until 2028. That's a presidential term, Larry. Yeah, it is. That's right. And you had the 2028. You had a chance to get some. Now, right. there must have been, maybe they were all protected, lottery protected. I don't know, but still. I, I'm sure, but that's at least some, some ass. You, yeah, you got to rip this down. Anything. I mean, they're not going anywhere like this. No, they aren't. They like, really what's aren't. the ceiling for this group? And, and, and look, last year when, when things kind of fell apart, and they, they, it, it seemed like at times last year that they had like a little bit of a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year it doesn't seem that way. It seems like they're kind of rudderless. It felt like they had kind of struck on something and, and they had better pieces than we gave them credit for, and now it almost feels like reality is set in. Yeah, it's crazy, Gordon, because like six weeks ago, this this was a team that was over 500. Yep. They've lost 11 out of 13 or something like that. I mean, and, and, it's, and it's the same story. It's they play tough for three, fourth quarter, they're done. And so something, something's got to change. Something has to change. I don't know you, what it you, is. You know, you know what it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a coaching change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a coaching change, and they're going to think that Jacques Vaughn is that's that's going to be the answer. Well, no, that's not the answer. The answer is you got to get a point guard, and I don't know how you're going to get one because unless you think you're going to get a really good deal, I mean, what, what do you think somebody's going to offer you six number ones? <laughs> right. I don't get it. Well, what deal know. would you say yes to? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Manny's in Flushing. What's up, Manny? Uh, hey guys, how y'all doing? Hey Manny, uh, I got I got to break it to you, Larry. You said the Nets don't have a point guard. They do. The problem is he's in street clothes. Then then you don't have one. <laughs> sure, okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, listen. Yeah. Anyway, I look. I love. Listen. I like what the the Knicks did. You know, Kevin back in the fourth quarter. Um, even though despite the loss of Hardenstein and Robinson, um, they were still getting matched to win, but. Listen, I, the Knicks still got a lot of ways to go, in particular their bench. And, look, I like McBride, but I don't think he's he's not – I don't think – I think he needs, like, one more year so he could develop one um, – so he could develop the right way I mean, – he could develop. But, listen, but um, listen, you know, then if you're the Nets, John Vaughn could – John could be in jeopardy if the, if the losing is about to mount. What do you guys think? Thanks yeah. for the phone call, man. No, his job is in jeopardy already. <laughs> it's not could be. It's in jeopardy. No, it's, it's in, uh, right now. It not is. like in a week or two. Oh, this keeps up. No, right now. I mean, you could argue the loss to the Clippers, Gordon, would be. Yeah. I mean, that, think that, of it this way. Yeah. Adrian Griffin in first year got fired. His team is has got one of the best records in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you you gave up 22, it's a 22 nothing run in the fourth quarter against the Clippers. 
what was it, 45-15 or something like that? They mm-hmm. got outscored? Yeah, And tonight like it's 32-18 or something like that? Something's good. That, those are what management likes to say. Those are red flags that we need We need a change in coaching either execution-wise or they, they tuned him out. or you know, you know the buzzwords, Gordon, that you hear around this time. And that's the situation that Jacques Vaughn is dealing with right now. The good, the, the silver lining for the Nets is based on the makeup of the Eastern Conference. It's almost impossible to play yourself out of play-in contention. Mm-hmm. Like even as bad as they've been, they're still only a game behind the Hawks for tenth. Yeah, there's really only them and the Raptors that are looking up on the Hawks. Hornets are not going to do it. They're already tearing things down. The Wizards and Pistons aren't going anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you would think at some point they're not going to continue to play this poorly. Well, if they do, they're going to have a def- definitely a different head coach, and you'd figure you get some life out of that. So it's it's almost impossible for them to not be in the contention for a play-in spot. But at the end of the day, what does that what, what does that do for you? I know, I know, I get it, I understand, but you know, that's what that's what they've got right now, and. As one of the callers mentioned, how did they move on? They got to find a way to get some assets. And they're going to have to move some of the people that they have there. And that's what they're going to have to do. Now, I don't know. This, but, Gordon, who has, other than Bridges and Cam Johnson, I mean, honestly, who has talent that other people want? I would love that Bridges coming off the bench would be mm-hmm. fabulous Yeah, for, some, for, for a team. Uh, I think he's playoffs. a really good piece. He is. Um, uh, and if I can get four number one, I, I don't. Again, it, it does kind of depend on what the stipulations are with the four number ones. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know where you're going right now, and it feels like you're just kind of you're stuck you, because yeah. you have no picks of your own, and you don't really have the talent to compete. You're not going anywhere, so right. at least use this time productively. Take on some bad contracts, but get some real assets in the in in the meantime. Exactly. I mean. The last two fourth quarters, Gordon, they've been outscored 73-33. Is that bad? It's worse. 73-33? It's not good. It's not good, no. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. ESPN New York presents an evening with Gary Wilson, an intimate event in the Big Apple with the Jets star wide receiver. And for your chance to score passes to this to this exclusive event, including food and beverage, go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app. Submit your entry. An evening with Gary Wilson brought to you by Corona and Sanson Auto Mall. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Claxton sets the screen. They try the lob and a good play by OG Ananobi creates the steal. Knicks have numbers. There's a player down behind the play. Here comes Ananobi back the other way. He gets a shot blocked, puts up the rebound. Also no good. Third chance effort by Precious Achua. Taps it home. John Giannone with the call here on 98.7 ESPN. You know, we'll get to the calls in a second. OG Ananobi had an interesting game tonight. Uh, Ten points, five rebounds, but Gordon had four steals and two blocks. He was he was really good defensively on a couple of plays, especially in the in the uh, third and fourth quarters. And he's the classic. Although I know we're just saying things from his box score, he's the classic case of a player who does things that don't show up in the yep. box score. Absolutely, absolutely. And he was, and you know, he hit some big shots in that fourth quarter before Randall got going. He kept them kind of in there. Mm-hmm. You know, as they started to make that climb back in, it was him that hit some shots. And he got aggressive on the offensive board so and aggressive offensively. So that, that was a good move by him. And, uh, you know, 
It helped the Knicks to a much-needed victory. They have to keep beating the teams, Gordon, that you're supposed to beat. That's the secret to success. That's how you get 10 games over 500 and counting. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Absolutely. Back to the phones we go. Uh, Let's talk to Saeed in Brooklyn. Saeed, you're next on 98.7. Hey, good evening, guys. Good evening. Um, I had a question. um, Since the Nets are looking for draft picks, uh, I like Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, Off the bench, he's somebody that plays the point guard position. He could defend. He could score. Solid player. I think he would be a a perfect Tom Thibodeau player. And also, I wanted to say that you know, with the Knicks and the, the Nets, you know, I'm an, I am live in Brooklyn, you know, but growing up, I was a Knicks fan, you know. So the Knicks, the Nets are always going to be the little brother to the Knicks. And that only happens when, even though it shouldn't happen, but it only happens when the Nets play the Knicks, not with any other team in the NBA. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think about Spencer Dinwiddie um, as a, as, you know, as a, as a, as a uh, option coming off that bench? Because we see what we look like without Brunson. We look like a playing team. I hate to, I hate to uh, address the elephant in the room, but we're a playing team without Jalen Brunson in that offense. We look horrible. Well, all right, Saeed. Thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, you look like a playing team without Brunson, but this person is not replacing Brunson. This is going to be somebody that's going to help give Brunson a rest. Uh, personally, I don't want Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, I think he he doesn't he doesn't he's not an efficient enough shooter for me, Gordon, to give you those points off the bench. And I let me just put it this way: a couple of years ago, when he was here the first time, mm-hmm. yeah. I would have taken him off the bench. Right. He's not the same player he was when he was here before. I don't know, you know, what happened. I don't know if the injuries or whatever happened to him. He is not the same player, and he's not as aggressive. Uh, I saw him in a couple of games this year. He's he's been okay. I, I don't. I I can do. I can get better than him off the, coming off the bench to make a move. And I do not see him as being a Tom Thibodeau type player. He is not. No, no, not even close. Lee is in Manhattan. Lee is next on ninety eight seven. What's up, Lee? week my brother i know you asked for it i did leave i needed that it was worth it tonight (laughs) how we doing gentlemen how we doing lee how you feeling man well i'm feeling the fact that when we got our 24th win and larry has known this for a very long time you know i always split the next season down 41 and 41 so after them first 40 41 games I looked at the Knicks as exactly where they should be. 24 wins, meaning 48 wins. But where would that put us as far as, you know, come playoff time? You know, I've always looked at the Knicks that way, Larry. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know you We've did. got a chance to win 50 now. Yeah, you're in pretty good shape, 21 and 27 but and 17. My question is mm-hmm. what or how? Do we improve ourselves with the absence now, with Hardenstein going down? I mean, hey, look, we, we did good in the trade, getting it, getting precious, mature, mm-hmm. okay? I call him getting Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. We don't know if Mitch's season is done, but we need 
need some help in the backcourt because you can't you're not giving you're not giving your starters a chance to rest and you get in the situations and then you got to bring them back in the game. You know, we lost it. We lost a lot off our bench. Okay? When we lost uh quickly. Mm-hmm. When we lost Obi, okay? I mean, why what what are we going to do with Fournier? He's just sitting there getting paid. Okay? <laughs> yes, he so is. So where do, where do we go from here? You know, outside of trying outside of trying to get 50 wins. I mean, like you always say, we got to beat the t- we got to beat the sub 500 teams and we're doing that. But mm-hmm. now, even though you're playing at home, you're starting to get that competition, okay? You got Denver coming in Thursday, Miami coming in on Saturday. They just made trades. How long can we sustain? Always a pleasure, my brother. All right, Lee. Thanks for checking in. They're gonna have to make some moves. Obviously, you know, there's been a bunch of names in the in, in the in the in the media about what they're going to do from Brogdon to you know, I mean, Jordan Clarkson. The list goes on. It's endless. It's endless. Uh, adding some big men in there, Gordon, that's going to be the latest wrinkle, right? And they're going to have to figure out, rely on their doctors for them to say just how long the situation's going to be with Hartenstein. Is he going to be, how long is he going to be out? Is this a day-to-day thing? Is this, you know, we're going to hang in there? Is it, well, we got these two games against the Nuggets and we got the Heat, and then we go back to some under 500 teams. Maybe we can stretch him out, rest him, and, you know, rest him as much as possible and see how he feels. But uh, they have to get better on their bench. There's no question about that. Yeah, well, look, I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't know how long if Mitch is out for the season or if he's going to come back at some point, but you'd like to think the Knicks know. Yes. Uh, and uh, they're going to have to know because the trade deadline is quickly approaching. So uh, that, that, that impacts if, 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 if Hartenstein, is, uh, Hartenstein is out for a long period of time, mm-hmm. uh, if he's out, you know, because you mentioned the injury, uh, it could be something that takes a while. Yeah, ankle. Then that becomes another area of need. No question, Gordon. I mean, when I heard ankle, okay, Achilles. I'm hearing Achilles now. I, uh, that's a little different to me. Right. Yep. Absolutely. It's a little different. You know that that, that means that means because then you really have to even more so than an ankle. You really have to rest it past you thinking you feel good. Mm-hmm. You have to go another two or three days sometimes, or maybe a week past you feeling good to make sure that you don't re-injure it again. That's the concern you have. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry. It's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza number five. Mm. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes, all qualifiers. Every single one of them will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and... A chance at one of 10 super box prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening mornings to DPH and Rothenberg, afternoons to Barton Hahn, Michael K. Show. This year's big game payouts, first and third quarters, 500 bucks, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of two grand. It's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, and the brand new Tullamore Dew honey and security Dodge. Come get some. For full contest details, go to Super Box Bonanza. Hardesty and Damer until midnight here on 987 ESPN. Uh, the Alan Hahn of the aforementioned Barton Hahn show from noon to three. 
mm-hmm. text me, Gordon, to say yeah. very simply. He's listening hurtful. probably he with Wally you, Zerby. He doesn't text me. It's well, very hurtful. He, well, you know. Um, there's no, there's no way around it. It's very hurtful. No, 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 no. You're, 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 too, you're taking this too personally. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's just that he has my number readily available. That's all. Again, hurtful, but go ahead. No, yes, no, go no, ahead. No, no, no. But um, he weighed in to say, <laughs> if Spencer Dinwiddie was ever any good, Dennis Smith Jr. wouldn't be playing 28 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That sums that up right there. Done. Yeah. <laughs> That's got issues, man. They do. They yeah. do. Well, they have that great culture. What happened to the great culture I kept hearing about? It left with KD. Yeah, it's amazing. Left with KD. It didn't leave with, with Kyrie. It left with KD. Yeah, no, that was that <laughs> actually boosted the culture up a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Back to the phones. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry GD. Shout out to the company. You know, as I was, you know, gloating with Joe Leo over the victory tonight. You know, we, we, we not, uh, hey, Larry, we finally won the, tel- we, we finally didn't lose the turnover battle. So, you know, that was, you know, good. I don't get to complain about that for tonight. But, um, you know, I, I, I was, you know, jokingly, you know, laughing because I finally saw Mikel Bridges is an all-star sighting tonight. You know, I, as he, you know, was, was looking very flashy and scoring his points and, you know, mm-hmm. leading the Nets to a comeback. I was just like, you know what? Now I could see why. But then I'm just like, but then I go back to look at his numbers and I'm just like, He's literally just a couple of points off of people who, who who we say were inconsistent, you know, when I was watching them. So I could just only imagine if we had the spotlight on him on an everyday night where if he is, you know, expected to be a number one or number two option, I don't, you know, see it working out for him. But he's definitely got some, you know, skill sets to be a great, you know, three, 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 three um, for, for a championship team, hopefully. But um, I, I want to know what... Like what, what? What do you think would be the best? Would be the best option because even though DiVincenzo fits very well in that starting lineup, I do think that there can be an upgrade there, and I do think that they do need some bench scoring. As far as the big men, they kind of put themselves in this position when they went into the season with just three of them. So I don't know how they can improve that situation before the deadline, but we'll see. Just wanted to hear your thoughts and um, great, great win tonight. And hey, I guess I'm not that crazy for expecting us to go five and zero through the through, through, through the next five, you know, through those games where we were facing under 500 teams, right, guys? <laughs> that's right, Jose. Win. Well, that's what good teams do. Thanks for the phone call. You beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Right. You don't get any credit for that. That's no, what you're supposed what, to do. Yeah, you know. Listen, the, the bar rises. Mm-hmm. Every time you get better players, the bar rises. More is expected of you. This is not, you know, well, we're lucky we get. No, that's not what this is. That was, Gordon, that, to be honest, that's two years ago, team. <laughs> right? That, that's the two years ago. Well, you know, if we can only get through this. Right. No. You get that one time. Yeah, exactly. Now you're, you're better than that. Um, I mean, God, I would think that you would believe that three big men would be enough <laughs> going to start the season. I mean, you really would. Um, once again, it depends on how badly this Achilles is for Hardenstein. If, if it's going to be out a while, they'll have to, you know, they'll have to make a decision and see if they're going to go and get somebody else. If not, if they think they, he can hold on and get through past the trade deadline, then they'll keep him. 
they'll they won't make a move and they'll just come back with him and they'll continue uh, to use the the three they have. I will say this: I think that Jericho Sims has shown that he deserves some more playing time in that mix. I think yeah. by his play tonight, he deserves some more. I'm not saying he's the he's the answer, but I think he deserves some more playing time depending on the matchups that you have. Because and I, given what the options that you got right now, yes, too. absolutely. It uh, unless they end up with Murray, God, Dejounte Murray, Gordon, where you see him, that that would be somebody. Obviously, you would move in the starting lineup, and then I would move Vincenzo back to the bench mm-hmm. in that scenario. And I, I would guess Gordon, and you know, not to be talking about this on the night that they win, but here's another night that you know Quentin Grimes. Doesn't I mean he's playing for his jobs here, Gordon? I mean, yeah. you, you hear all this talk about him being in, in trades and, and all this other stuff, and maybe it's affected him. I don't know, but he just he's just not playing. He's not playing aggressive. You know what I mean? He's not. He he looks like once again, kind of like um, Deuce McBride. Every mistake, he's looking to the bench. Like, am, am I still in? Am I going to be pulled out? Am I going to be pulled out? So. He, yeah, one of the reasons to move him to the bench was there weren't enough basketballs in the starting unit because the two main guys need to 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 run the the uh, you know the the offense is going to run through them. Tonight he had twenty minutes. He had five shots. Yeah, yeah, and 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 not looking for it, looking to be like I need the perfect shot. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Like mm-hmm. I, this is I got to have the perfect shot because I know if I don't hit it, I'm coming out. It's almost like that. Uh, he just needs to play. Just all night, I'm here yelling. Jeanette's like, "Will you be quiet in there?" I'm just like, <laughs> "In fairness, she was going to say that to you anyway." You know, well, so you, you know, it's, it comes naturally. <laughs> right? Uh, just exactly. Push the basketball. Can you push the basketball, please? Why are we bringing it up? Push the basketball. Push the tempo. And I think that's when he's at his best, Gordon, because then he's the trailer on some of these plays, and then he's wide open, and he's got more confidence in putting up that three. They just didn't They just didn't seem to want to put – I mean, the, um, and watching the TNT – because I like to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the TNT version, and they've got Tibbs mic'd up. And he's like, push the ball, push the ball. I'm like, yeah, why, not? why aren't they listening to you to push the ball? I'm just waiting for them to – you know, it's so much easier. They play better with pace. Just don't do it, Gordon. It just well, had me almost hoarse. It, 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 it happens uh, that when you yell at the TV, they do not – They do not. I know from experience, they don't respond. Well, I didn't feel bad because Tibbs was yelling in their face and they didn't respond. Right. So he, I, he was, I was good. Right. <laughs> I felt much And better. he's much louder than – I don't know how loud you can get, but I, I'm, I'm fairly confident Tibbs is louder than you. Um, he was louder than me tonight. Yes. There's no question about that. Yeah. Uh, Tommy's in Connecticut. Tommy's got an interesting thought process. What's up, Tommy? Good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? Hey, Tommy. So I'm okay with the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, I, I don't think they're really like the Hall of Great. I think they're like the Hall of Very Good. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about I mean, Joe Maurer was really good. He was. He was. He had a good. You know, he was not. He's not Buster Posey. He's not. Thurman Munson, but he's, he was a good catcher. But my real point is, I I just I, I despise the the process and and the arrogance of the baseball writers. First of all, all the votes should be disclosed. You, you know, like the, 
we never should have had to say, oh, you know, there was one writer that didn't vote for Derek Jeter. It, it, no, come on, own it. It it should all be out in plain English, you know, print, signed, sealed, delivered for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't have a problem. I, I like the the baseball writers' process better than I do the uh, the NFL, which like it's behind. It's like voting for the Pope. It's all secret behind the scenes, and they they put up the white smoke when they let you know that they've cut it down to this or that. But I think Tommy hits on one there. You know, Joe Maurer was a good catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good catcher. He had a, he had a couple of good years. Is that Hall of Fame? Yeah, I hear Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, definition of what is the Hall of Fame has changed, Gordon. Yeah, clearly. It's now it's it has changed. gone from a ver- the most exclusive club where it felt like we are only going to let in the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And you almost had to prove your innocence. Now it's almost like you have to be find a reason not to include you. Yeah, it's true. You're right. It, it is. And none of them really tell you who they vote for. Well, like the, there's a guy on, on Twitter, um, Ryan, I want to say Thibodeau or Thibodeau. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. that uh, he compiles all of the public votes uh-huh. and he kind of gives you a percentage. Okay, this many votes are, are still remaining that are outstanding that we don't know the results, but it kind of gives you an idea for how players are tracking. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who do put out their votes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know necessarily that that helps you agree with them. Uh, right. Sometimes the the, the uh, standards are a little different uh, and it's kind of hard to... To figure with their reasoning, but mm-hmm. um, look, the, the Baseball Hall of Fame at one time, it was something that was really important to me as a baseball fan. Over the years, it has become less and less because now it is just simply a museum that is about putting in as many qualified people as humanly possible. If it's mm-hmm. close, they You're go right. in. In the past, if it was close, you were kept out. Yeah, And, and you know, the only, pro- the only real problem I have is is that this idea has now changed in like the last, it's been trending this way, but it's kind of changed in the last, I'd say, 12 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of guys who were before that who were being judged by a completely different standard mm-hmm. and were off the ballot sometimes in a year or two. Right. And it feels like they, they deserve to have this same kind of voting criteria that the, 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 the players have now. They came along too early, Gordon. Apparently. Yeah, they came along a little bit too early. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll take some more phone calls. The Knicks beat the Nets. And, uh, Gordon, a lot of Knicks fans traveled to the Barclays Center. I mean, it was crazy. It, it really was. It really was. Just the <laughs> When I heard the MVP chance for Jalen Brunson, <laughs> I said... Clear as day. As if I were a net fan, I'd I'd like I'd have to I'd, I'd have to just like get up and walk out. Like I'm done. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. I mean, I feel like any person in here is not fun, and you feel like you're at a away game at home. So that's for probably any person sitting in here, any person alive. So, Mikael Bridges. Not really feeling all the Knicks fans in the Barclays, Gordon. I'm Not sure some it. of his former Villanova teammates would be more than happy to bring him over to their side. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They probably would. I don't know if the Knicks would give up four number one draft picks to the uh, Nets to do that. Yeah. 
I don't know that the Nets would have interest in the Nets. I don't know what other team was offering the four number ones, but the mm-hmm. Knicks have four number ones, but they're not. They sure do. They're not exactly premier picks. No, no, they're not. They are not. They are not. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, what's going on, guys? You know, they, they hate steroids. <laughs> but you know what? If you go look at Beecher Report, top 25 players of the 90s and 2000s, look and see who they have, who's above Derek Jeter. <laughs> How about that? Not a Hall of Famer. Whoever made that vote, he's right. Tommy's right. They, they should be outed and need to explain for themselves. Just like these referees in these NFL games. They need to answer questions, too. But you know what? I got a bone to pick with both you guys for two separate reasons. Um, Gordon, my bone with you is not that serious, but I have a, my, my bone is a little deep. You know, um, Gordon, you, you I feel like that's going to be a drop in a second here or two. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no it's not. I'm to tell you the truth. Honestly, how I feel. Straight from the heart. When, when you, you know, you were wrong, you know, Omar, clearly, you know, they say Visine gets the red out. Mm-hmm. He brought up some saline points. You sitting there making sound bites, joking over him and everything, torturing his pain for the simple fact that him and a lot of other people believed that Josh Allen was better than Patrick Mahomes, which was absolutely bizarre. But... Then you spoke about the, the Nets and they need to move uh, with Seattle. How about they just go back to New Jersey? Well, I mean, they left New Jersey. I'm assuming they don't have interest in going back there. I'm trying to find a place. Like, they left New Jersey because I guess they feel like they didn't have a real fan base in New Jersey. So right, they wanted a, a bigger move. A <laughs> uh, but look, uh, it has not worked out in Brooklyn either. I, I think that if it was going to, if it was gonna gain traction in terms of a fan base... I think you would have seen it by now. Well, I don't disagree with that. And now that brings me to the bone I have to pick with Unk here. And uh, I know how it is, man. It feels good when your team is getting a lot better. You know, but it, listen, when KD and the two petulant ones were there, the, the Knicks didn't win a game in Brooklyn or the Garden. So, you know, I feel for the Nets to a certain extent, but then not so much because just like the Jets, whenever you turn your franchise over to a player, these are things that you could kind of, you know, put yourself in jeopardy of. But you guys were talking about, uh, you were like, look, you were concerned about the game tonight. I mean, let's be honest. You saw what was happening there. Whether it was Mikel Bridges or Mikel Barishnikov, he was getting everything he wanted, spinning, you know, cartwheels, all that stuff in the third quarter. You knew the Nets. You knew their history. And like you spoke about Jacques Vaughn, you knew that they were going to lose that game in, in, in the um, fourth quarter. And you had no worry about it at all. But you let the fans feel, and I, and I appreciate the fan of you, you let the fans and the listeners feel like, okay, look, this came down to the why. And listen, come on, stop it. And, and you know, the only thing I'll say is this. When you got, you talk about Mikel Bridges. If, if they, realistically, if Sean Marks was offered four number ones for Mikel Bridges, and he turned that down, you fire him today. I don't necessarily believe that. I, I would give maybe a one, maybe two ones, and a player. Now, if you if the Nets want to take Tobias Harris' aspiring contract, you know we'll give you a number one and Tobias Harris for him. But we all wanted the Knicks to win tonight. My reasons were just a little bit different than yours. The Nets need to lose every game this month 
So I can get Cam Johnson. So he can stretch my defense. You understand what I'm saying? And Memphis, uh-huh. uh, I, I looked in the break. It was Memphis that gave up. It was That's the report from uh, Michael Scotto of uh, Hoops Hype that the, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies were the ones offering the four number ones. Now, when you say four number ones, is that four number ones like four I don't know the what year? ones they've acquired. I don't know what ones they've over acquired. Like 15 years. Yeah, no, I don't but know. That makes a difference, though. You well, know uh, no, absolutely. Sense. Of course. Come on. I mean, please. Listen, Mikel Bridges is a nice player. I'll take him, too. It, it, listen, I'll give two ones for him. I'm mm-hmm. not giving you four. I, listen, whatever you need to do to get Tobias Harris off my team, I'm Gucci. <laughs> I'll take Cam Johnson. We'll put Kelly Oubre in Tobias Harris spot. Uh, Maybe we get Bruce Brown. And just give me a thug. Why why are you going to complain? If they ever get rid of Tobias Harris, you're not going to have anything to complain about with the Sixers Thanks, Buddha. You're right. You're right. And Buddha, I'm being honest. I was a little concerned with that Nick game. Yes, I was too. I was a little concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, the way Julius Randle brought the ball up. The one time that the Nets don't blow the fourth quarter lead. It would have been then. It would have been then. Absolutely. All right, Gordon, my friend, they won. So that's the bottom line. That's all that matters. We'll see you tomorrow. We have a full show tomorrow night. We're going full to be show. By, going to be joined by Herm Edwards. There you go. Football. Absolutely. Don't hit right. send. That's right. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Julie and Joe, thank you very much. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. The musical city guy died, so maybe this is our year. My, my bone is a little deep.